This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm perinatal psychologist and host, Dr. Kat. There is more to the story than just postpartum depression. And this podcast aims to share it all from personal stories and lived experience to experts who break down the ups and downs of life from getting pregnant, pregnancy, perinatal loss, and postpartum adjustment to new parenthood. While this is not psychotherapy or medical advice, it is all of the stuff you ever wanted to know about mental health and new parenthood. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Mom and Mind podcast. I wanted to just come on here and do a little bit of just talking directly to all of you out there and share a little bit about what's been on my mind and also what I am hearing from loads and loads and loads of people, which is really the effects of COVID right now. And the burnout from COVID is very, very real. And I'm hearing this from a lot of people who are just really like hitting a wall right now. And it, you know, it feels like we're on version 500 of uh, COVID and it is really feeling a lot, like a lot for us. So, you know, the, the population I work with, the people I support are those who are pregnant postpartum or experienced a loss. And those who have really little kids. And so I'm hearing from them the amount of burnout that's happening right now. Families with babies and little kids are especially feeling the squeeze right now. It is so hard to not have the support that is needed, the support that is wanted to be able to just have a break from time to time. And I mean, that can be anything from uh, child care from family members or the support of friends coming by, um, COVID exposures at school or daycare, having to rearrange lives in order to make child care work and child care happen, if that's even possible. And then, of course, worry about illness uh, and you name it. There's There are a lot of things that are really, really impacting people right now. And certainly it's not only um, people with little kids and and babies or pregnancy or postpartum. Uh, Everyone is really feeling this squeeze right now. And, you know, the amount of stress that it is bringing to people while simultaneously we're also trying to go on with our day to day is kind of really sometimes hard to hold both that we still have our day to day stuff 
all the things that for daily living that we need, but the immense impact of all of this stress is also very, very real. And if you yourself are also doing another job, whether it is working outside the home or inside the home or trying to balance things with your partner, it can feel really hard to get anything done, feel effective, feel like you're doing enough. And, um, you know, that, that really starts to wear on us, wear on our mental health and our health in general, the amount of stress that we're dealing with. And for the amount of time that we've been dealing with it is really taking a toll. There seem to be quite a few of us who are also feeling very jaded, really, that so many very things have been disrupted or canceled or messed up due to COVID or COVID-related things uh, and all of COVID's sequels that we've had thus far. You know, yeah, sure, we can plan a holiday or a birthday party, but is it really going to happen? I don't know. We'll do our best. And that kind of feeling of not being able to trust even a simple plan really leads to that just like super jaded. I think jaded is the best word for it, but it can begin to feel like numbness and, you know, apathy or disconnection uh, that, you know, anything is even going to pan out because things have been being disrupted for so long now that it's really hard to trust that things are going to go well or go at all sometimes. And I know that sounds like sort of dark and and bleak, but it is just a very real feeling that people are experiencing that just not being sure of what is going to happen or be able to happen and kind of crossing your fingers and hoping for the best at the same time. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. 
And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. You know, there are also a lot of people who, who might feel a little differently and might not feel that numbness, but could be feeling just high anxiety, hypervigilance worry about all of the new variants that are coming down the line here and haven't really had a break from that constant stress and strain of, okay, here's the next one and here's the next one. And we have to really, really keep our little ones safe. And this is especially true for folks who are pregnant, you know, getting close to birth, who are newly postpartum, that natural hypervigilance Rather, that natural vigilance that is there is turning into hypervigilance and anxiety and worry and germs and, you know, trying to protect, keep our babies safe. So, and because of all of this and many other factors, it feels very hard to make decisions right now and especially hard to make good decisions. You're kind of having to choose between this kind of not okay thing or that kind of not okay thing and keeping our fingers crossed either way. You know, do we, stay away from family and keep everyone safe. Well, that feels bad because I miss everyone. Or do we, you know, gather outside and and kind of hope for the best. And, you know, a lot of people are are worried that, you know, what, what if we get grandma sick and that would feel terrible and horrible if we were the ones to get her sick, you know, as if somebody invented COVID, it's not anyone's fault, but those feelings of worry and concern and consideration are very real. And part of the fatigue of this decision-making that we've had to do for two years. And certainly that leads to an, another group of folks that are just exhausted and tired about this whole thing and have decided to just try and live their lives as normally as possible and you know hope for the best. And certainly because there are so many people and um, people having very different experiences of COVID. Sometimes this leads to conflict and conflict between family and friends. And so, I mean, the list of stress and stressors kind of goes on and, and on. And the reality is, is that whatever your perspective is and whatever, however it is that you've decided to approach this and cope with COVID, there is still a collective stress happening. It really is affecting us all, uh, you know, maybe to varying degrees, but there isn't anyone who's not affected by this. We just are not built as human beings to go through something like this for this long and feel perfectly fine. You know, it's been two years of high stress, of ups and downs, of who knows what's going to happen, of uh, any number of things being up in the air. And there's still a sense of that, you know, collective stress, but collective trauma of hearing about loved ones being sick and hoping that they, you know, don't die or having family members pass is affecting us all. There is no way around that, even if there, it feels like there are divides and there are uh, for sure. The trauma and shock of all of COVID from the beginning of COVID is still very present for a lot of people. And while even though, you know, these new variants are relatively more mild, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's less stress for people. What I'm finding and what I really think is that the mental and emotional impact of all of this that started a couple years ago simply cannot move as fast as the mutations and variants of COVID. A lot of us are still kind of reeling from the beginning of this. 
And it takes a while to adjust and feel like, okay, maybe, maybe things are moving in a direction and maybe it's safe, but who knows? We've had to go back and forth so many times. And so every time there's a new variant that comes through, people are feeling, you know, again, traumatized or re-traumatized because it comes with so much unknown. Along with this stress and the length of the stress, people are more irritable, more short-tempered, more easily frustrated. Uh, Bandwidth is just less for stress. Any new stress feels like a huge stress, even if it is relatively mild, you know, and besides screaming into the void about how frustrating this is, there's no real place for all of these feelings to go. I think it gets let out on other people for sure, whether, you know, definitely not on purpose all the time, but sometimes, and, you know, with nobody having a very clear idea of what's next or how to deal with this or when things will get closer to normal, it continues to leave us in this space of not knowing. And that in and of itself, especially for people dealing with anxiety or depression is an additional strain. So, you know, again, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, um, but I do think it is worthwhile to call this out and just validate the reality of this stress on all of us, especially when we are trying to put steps forth and forward to, you know, continue to live our lives. It can really have an effect on us to pretend, or even if other, it seems like other people are pretending like everything's just normal. It leads to feeling isolated, like feeling like, oh, well, am I the only one that's stressed out by this? It seems like everyone is moving on, you know, normally, and they don't seem as stressed out as I do, or any kind of those narratives that we might be telling ourselves. The reality is, is that a lot of people are stressed out and have finding it very difficult to quote unquote, live life as normal. No matter how much people are wanting to, there are things that just, we are just not used to and not used to yet even. And what I have seen and found really for myself is that the types of things that we maybe used to use for self-care really aren't cutting it right now. You know, so how do we cope with all of this? Uh, The challenge here is that we are in a situation where, you know, all the self-care in the world isn't going to fix this. It is too much pressure to put on a person to suggest that if you just think positively, or if you just exercise, or if you just X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, that somehow that is going to affect you enough to feel fine or great during a global pandemic where lots and lots of things have been just turned on their head. However, even though all of the self-care in the world isn't going to necessarily fix this, without some kind of self-care, you will feel a lot worse. You know, when you're, the things that you used to use for self-care that you do use for self-care, when it feels like it's, that's not cutting it and you can't quite get back to yourself or feel how you felt before, it can be very disheartening um, and add to that jaded feeling, add to that disappointment, add to that disconnection from yourself. Um, but I suggest that we try and look at self-care in a little bit of a different light. And, you know, for some people, self-care is not the best word. So whatever works for you, you know, connect with, with that, however it is that you think of it. The reality right now is that without some kind of self-care and putting back into yourself, you will feel a lot worse. 
I don't suggest testing that out, but it's, we're feeling bad enough. So it might be that, you know, the things that you used to do are keeping your head above water. And maybe there's another thing you can add in there if you have time and energy, but certainly there are things that are known to be supportive. And we're not going to put all of the weight on any one thing to be the thing that helps us, but rather think of each thing you do for yourself as just a drop in the bucket that is helping so that you don't feel depleted. You might not fill your bucket all the way or the cup or whatever it is that you're trying to fill, but without something, that feeling of depletion adds to the that stress and adds to potentially developing anxiety or depression or or anything that a lot of people have been feeling, a lot of us have been feeling uh, throughout this pandemic. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So what are some things that can help that are kind of the low-hanging fruit, easy to do, easy to get to, that you know don't require a lot of money or time necessarily? One of the big things that I'm finding is that because we've all been in our homes or, you know, isolated and whatnot, people are turning more to social media. And while there is definitely a place for it, it's not a like a totally evil thing or an evil place. Uh, there are some ways in which it increases stress or strains. We talked about some of them before, that comparison that everyone else seems to be fine, feeling competition that you you should be doing what Bob and Sue are doing. So in addition to that is depending on how much you, you read news or watch the news, 
that can certainly increase stress or add stress, although it's very useful to stay updated and keep updated. Sometimes just unplugging for a little bit can really help. Not going to social media or going to news all the time, you know, trying to find something outside of that that feels neutral or fulfilling in some other way uh, can be really, really helpful. You know, it's when you're lost in the world of social media or news, that's the world you're in at that moment. And it dictates a lot of how you might be feeling about the world and about yourself and can even sometimes get you away from a little bit of what's true to you. So let's unplug for a little bit from time to time. Again, that is not being in denial of what's happening in the world, but dosing yourself. You cannot be inundated by what you're seeing on the screen and for it to not affect you. It does affect you. Um, So that is an easy first step is when you feel like you're reaching for that numbing too from social media, set it down, stare at the wall, do something else. Another option for easy self-care is to just step outside. You don't need to necessarily go on a walk or exercise, although we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But even if it's just opening a window, certainly, you know, people are in different kinds of weather all over the place right now. So if weather allows, open a window, step outside, take some deep breaths out there and just be outside in some fresh air. Sometimes staying inside too long can feel like you're stuck in a cave. It can really start to, you know, suck you in. So just changing your what's around you, meaning like the air quality, the weather that you're feeling, the what you're looking at, um, what you might be smelling in the air, any of those things, just like once a day, at least, if you are stuck inside quite a bit more, if you can, just changing your environment in that way can help so that your brain has a moment to be in a different experience. Now, if you are able, also doing some kind of movement is really, really helpful. And this doesn't have to be big exercise or pushing big weight or anything like that. Even just 10 minutes of stretching, of easy, gentle stretching, of moving your body in a way that's slightly different from how you've been doing all day. Certainly for people who sit all day, you know, for their jobs or doing things that, you know, you're holding a baby on your hip or you've been sitting for hours, that kind of stuff. It's really important to just let your body move in a different way. So that stretching can be helpful. There's certainly, you know, YouTube, gentle yoga, exercise, all kinds of things that are available to us at our fingertips now that can be useful. If there's something that you prefer to do, like a class-based thing or something that's led by someone else, awesome. If it is really just stretching or walking around the neighborhood, anything like that to get your body moving a little bit, again, to give your body and brain something else to do that's outside of stress. Another thing that is really, really important these days is connection and connection to people who you trust and love or feel connected to on some level. So if you've found that you're just, you know, going through your day to day and you haven't had a conversation with a friend or somebody outside your home or a family member or a community member, somebody that you feel connected to, just reach out, send a text. Hey, can we chat or some call someone? 
Sometimes sending a card like regular old snail mail type stuff can feel really good. Some way that you are getting, again, outside of the rut of the day-to-day and doing something that feels good to you. And for a lot of people, that is that social connection, that social support, re-engaging conversations with people that make you feel good. And one last way for now that I know helps is listening to music that makes you feel good or watching movies that make you feel good. It doesn't have to be a new movie or new music. Sometimes those old tried and true, the favorites, the ones that you know, give you a certain feeling you can go to that. You can seek out those feelings and be in them for a moment through that music or through that movie or television show, whatever you've been watched 500 times. Having that familiarity, being able to sort of anticipate a good feeling from that can really help to bolster your mood a little bit. And, you know, if, if right now, let's say while you're listening to this, isn't the time to do that, having something to look forward to But with any of these things that I've listed today, watching a movie, listening to music, talking to friends, stretching, going outside, anything that you can put on your list, so to speak, to look forward to can really, really help. I'm sure a lot of you have many other ways that you take care of yourself or find ways to get those drops in the bucket that help ease the stress of these times. I think... What is really important right now is that asking ourselves to be happy all of the time is too much of a stretch. It's too much pressure, and it really discounts the real effects that all of this stress has on us. However, feeling stuck and hopeless and feeling like, however, feeling stuck and hopeless and in a rut and not feeling like there's anything that can kind of jostle you out of that, that really also has a massive effect on our well being and isn't good for us either. So I will leave you with this thought as an option for you. If each day you can ask yourself at any time of the day, but sometimes morning is nice, what is one thing that I need and can do that will help even just a little bit? So that is not putting pressure on yourself to be all and do all and be happy, pull yourself out of however it is that you're feeling, but what is one thing that day and just focus on that. I really hope that this supported you. And even though times are hard and yes, we can do hard things, we also really need a soft place to land and rest. So if you can give yourself any of that during the day to add that drop into your bucket, I hope that it's supportive to you. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Mom and Mind podcast. Come follow us on social. We will be posting about this episode for the next two weeks and certainly bringing you new episodes every two weeks. Thank you so much for being with us. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners 
on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.